And welcome back to the Daily Reel, my Monday through Thursday, sometimes live, sometimes pre-recorded movie news podcast. My name is Dean, known locally on the YouTube channel as Movie Dean, and today we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. We've got a trailer from Sony that came out yesterday. I did a trailer reaction here on the channel. Maybe you want to check that out. Maybe not. Uh, trailer. I've I've sat with it for a little bit, and uh, I want to talk about it. So we're we're gonna talk about the Craven the Hunter trailer. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Fast X or Fast Eleven. We got an update from Vin Diesel about Fast Eleven. Uh, we've got uh, you know some other, some other fun stuff going on. But really, we got to start off with a somber note. I feel like we keep on having to do this because movie stars just keep on getting in trouble. And I don't really like it. <laughs> like, I don't like anyone being in trouble, but also I like talking about movie news in a fun way and like just having fun talking about, oh, this upcoming movie or how this movie is doing and, you know, the fun aspects of why we all like movies and uh, the drama stuff. Eh, not a fan, not a fan of talking about the drama, but it seems like it keeps on coming up and we have another dramatic moment. Uh, from Marvel with the MCU with Kang the Conqueror, uh, maybe uh, <laughs> Kang the Prisoner in a little bit. Um, man, we got an update about Jonathan Majors. He his stuff is going to trial, and uh, so let's just let's just look over what the Hollywood Reporter had to say. Uh, this is a quote from them: An August third trial date has been set in the court case against Jonathan Majors on misdemeanor charges of assault and harassment. Majors appeared in person in New York criminal court on Tuesday for a status conference in connection with the charges. And uh, some of the things that were said about this was that he came in with shades and looking all you know rock starry, and then took him off and was holding a Bible apparently. Um, and, uh, he, the, the charges against the woman, like we've all heard about this story probably by now with him being accused of, uh, choking his girlfriend and, uh, some other things related to that. And, uh, so she has, uh, a restraining order against him and that was reinforced at this, uh, this kind of a setting of an appointment <laughs> for this trial that's coming up here. Uh, in just a couple weeks now, I think what, like six or seven weeks from now. So Kang the Conqueror is going to have to answer for these things. Now, once again, we here on the channel are not the arbiters of all truth. We don't know the situation. We weren't there. Um, but this does have an effect uh, on movies and specifically with the MCU moving forward with Kang being such a huge aspect of where Kevin Feige seemed to have been headed with Kang Dynasty coming up here. Now, Kang Dynasty was pushed back. We just got that news last week. Uh, I do not think that those two things are unrelated, knowing that, you know, this was an opportunity. Um, I, I think it was yesterday when they set up this, this announcement or uh, this court date. That was an opportunity for things to be settled. And I can guarantee you that Jonathan Majors, with all the money, with the MCU money, 
and even probably Marvel being like, hey, we could put some money into just to get this story to go away. I guarantee you that they tried everything within their power to settle this before going to court. But it is criminal stuff. So uh, there's there's a lot of legalities attached to this thing. Uh, But at the same time, like not able to be settled, having to go through because it is a criminal activity, uh, uh, alleged activity. And so what this means for the MCU is there's no getting out of this thing at this point. Like Jonathan Majors is going to have to stand trial and nothing is going to stop that. Now, at least that's what I get out of it. So August 3rd, Jonathan Majors is going to stand before a judge, and then they're going to have to figure out whether these allegations are true or not, and what that means for him moving forward. Like there's, there's probably hefty fines attached. There's probably uh, time in prison if everything is like, like if he actually did it. Like this is this is terrible. And for us as movie fans, what this means is that Marvel has yet another thing that they have to deal with. They have the uh, Tenoch Horta stuff going on with Namor and being accused of different things from um, uh, Rios. I forget her first name, but the saxophonist down in Mexico. Uh, So there's all that kind of stuff still going on. And now this story is just going to keep on going and it's not going anywhere. And so at this point, I, as a movie fan, like not, not thinking about Jonathan Majors just as a person, not thinking of him as, you know, whether he's guilty or innocent, but just from publicity. I think at this point, if you're Marvel, you got to be thinking about recasting this thing, right? Like they probably have already been thinking about it, but I think now's the time to pull the trigger on it. And, uh, you know, whether, whether he's guilty or not, this is going to be something that's going to be talked about for a long time. And Marvel, I think, probably wants to get away from that. And so pay him, you know, whatever money that is owed for for Jonathan Majors uh, on his contract and all of that. But I think it's time that we start looking around and we start wondering, you know, who else could play this role of Kang or what does that look like moving forward? Now, they push the movie back a year. Like I said, I think those two things are related. Uh, but I think they're giving themselves a little bit more time to make a decision. And I think looking at the Ezra Miller situation and how that went for Warner brothers, uh, I think that Marvel should learn from that lesson and just go, you know what? I don't know if this publicity is worth it. Let's go with John Boyega or let's, let's try to go and get someone else who can, who is a great actor, just like Jonathan majors. Cause he is a great actor. Um, and let, let's move forward with someone else or change the plan. And they need to do it sooner rather than later uh, because this thing is only going to get worse. Uh, now, again, who knows whether any of it is true or not for that August 3rd thing. That's that's going to be for the judge to decide. But at the end of the day, the movie business is about marketing. And the marketing here is pretty rough. <laughs> And I think that Marvel needs to get behind this uh, or get in front of this and say, all right, we're making a, a decision. We're moving this route. We wish Jonathan Majors all all the best, but uh, we're going to go forward this way. And for anyone who's like, oh, that's cancel culture. That happens at every workplace. Uh, if someone is accused of things like this and goes to court like that's that's going to have an effect 
uh, on uh, anyone's workplace, regardless of whether they're in a movie or, you know, just working at, I don't know, just the grocery store down the street. It's, it's going to have an effect. These things do. So uh, I think that's probably the route that it should go. But I feel like, you know, we've been covering this a little bit. So I felt like it was important to let people know that it's going to be the August 3rd date. And from there, we'll know the truth about that probably soon after. Um, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. So uh, that's that's the, the bummer. <laughs> All right. But let's talk about something that's a little bit more fun. And that is this guy right here sitting in his throne. Well, we're not, we're not, this isn't that kind of channel. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Craven the Hunter. All right. So I watched this trailer yesterday and uh, I did my reaction again. You could go and watch that if you're interested. There are things about this trailer that I liked, but the last like 24 hours has been so interesting to see how the internet has reacted to this thing. A lot of people being like, is this for real? <laughs> like, is is Sony really doing this? This is this is not a real movie, is it? Uh, and there's a part of me that kind of agrees with that. <laughs> like, this movie looks crazy. Like, it looks insane. Um, it looks kind of similar, at least in tone, to to Morbius and and the Venom stuff too, a little bit. But some of it for me, like, looks pretty fun. All right, I got to be honest with you. Like I was like watching this uh, this trailer yesterday. I thought there were some fun moments, and then uh, you know the rest of the internet was like, "This this is garbage. This isn't a real movie." And I think that there are aspects of that. Like it's goofy. It, it is so bizarre. You got Russell Crowe once again. Like what is Russell Crowe doing? What accent is that? He's doing the exact same voice that he did for Zeus in Thor: Love and Thunder. And I don't know what that means for this movie of where he's from, but it's the exact same voice. And I'm wondering, like, is is Craven the son of Zeus? Like, what is what is happening in this movie? Um, and then there's like all the George of the Jungle kind of stuff of running in the city and, you know, looking out the window and like sniffing. And I don't know. I don't know what to make of this movie. But I think that a lot of people are going to have fun with this, you know, whether it's making fun of it or whether it's actually being excited for it. I think all of the Internet is kind of like looking at Craven the Hunter and being like, we could do some stuff with this. <laughs> we could we could have some fun, whether it's you're actually with Sony on it or you're just against it because it looks goofy. Uh, and there are some parts like the Rhino thing. Do you want to know why they call me Rhino? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like what is this? Uh, it felt a lot like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two with some of that kind of stuff thrown into the trailer. Uh, so this movie, I think, is probably going to be horrible. <laughs> like, uh, but it's going to be one of those horrible movies. At least this is my opinion. It's going to be one of those horrible movies that you actually go and you watch, and it's just fun because it's just so crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this movie. It comes out in October, which again, like people were starting to speculate, is this thing even going to come out because we haven't gotten a trailer for it. Uh, but now we have that trailer and people are still speculating. Is this thing going to come out? Cause it looks kind of odd, but you know what? It could work. It could work and it might be fun. It might be one of those hate watches that we all just kind of like, 
uh, this is hilarious that this was made. People thought this was good. Maybe it's going to be like that, or maybe it's going to be great. We don't know, but the internet seems to think that it's going to be terrible. And I think it might be, it might be really fun. <laughs> so, uh, I just want to kind of give a little bit of an update. Cause there are some people that were just like talking about this thing and, uh, yeah, very interesting. All right. Uh, now let's, let's hop into our second story because we have an update about Vin Diesel and, uh, fast 11. Now, uh, he went on to his Instagram and he gave a really long drawn out video. Like he was talking for like, it felt like Groot was trying to communicate with us a little bit. Uh, it was 5 AM and they seemed to be really playing into that. Um, but, uh, this is what he had to say in this Instagram video that I thought about showing you, but it would have been like four minutes long. Uh, the conversation never stops 5 AM Cayman islands and the world would never realize that we're here dissecting the mythology of fast. That's that's an interesting line there. The mythology of fast. Going over it, going over all the feedback from our incredible fans and how much we're just enjoying being in this creative dojo. So much inspiration and time to reflect and to talk and work out Fast X Part 2 and to double check all the aspects that need to be hit. And this kind of scary path that's the line that everyone's going to point out. The scary path that we're going on for part two for Fast X. So there's there's quite a bit going on here. One, all right, we can we can kind of tease Vin Diesel a little bit about like how seriously he takes these movies because he is literally the only one. No one else takes these movies as seriously as Vin Diesel does. Uh, we all enjoy them, or at least some of us enjoy them. Most of us enjoy them, uh, for what they are. They're popcorn flicks. They're, they're crazy. They're just off the wall. What else can you do with a car? Slam it into a crane to hit another car, you know, like, and it bumps into the wall and then keeps driving. Like that's the world of fast and furious. So I don't know about like the mythology of, of fast, um, but what I get about this is that they're working on it. Like again, Vin Diesel takes these movies very seriously and whether that's like too goofy or not, uh, he's already working on fast X or fast 11 and trying to figure out how they can work all of this out. Now, the, the thing that I want to point out, if we just go back to this for a sec, like the, the scary path that we're going on for part two for fast X. So some people were a little confused last week, uh, or maybe it was the week before when rock the, the rock Dwayne Johnson came out with his Instagram video as well, talking about how he's coming back, you know, that Hobbs is coming back and it's going to be like this own movie, like his own movie versus Jason Momoa's, uh, what, what is that guy's name? Uh, Dante. Uh, Dante in the franchise. It's going to be Dante versus Hobbs. And, you know, what What does that mean, though, for this, this trilogy that uh, Vin Diesel was talking about right before Fast X came out? It's supposed to be two movies left, and that's the end of the franchise. But then we get talk about this third movie with The Rock. And so people were speculating, is that, like, part of this trilogy? What is going on? 
And what I get from this is, one, I think it's Vin Diesel being like, you know, The Rock, yeah, he's going to be in one of these movies, but really it's about us. <laughs> like, I, I, I still feel like there's a lot of tension between those two guys, as much as The Rock wants to call them brothers and, and all of that kind of stuff. It's, I don't know about that. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of rivalry still, and The Rock got some spotlight for where the fast was going with his character. And now Vin Diesel's coming out and saying, like, but let's remember, it's really about, like, the family. Family. And, uh, you know, so we're going to be doing a part two. But the scary path is an interesting one, uh, an interesting thing to say about this. Now, maybe it's just because it's 5 a.m. in the Caymans, and obviously him and uh, the guy who plays Han were having a good time. Okay, <laughs> so, like, everything was really drawn out. I'm, I'm not going to speculate on what they were doing. But they're up at 5 a.m. And I don't think it was just like sleep deprived, um, but they're they're spilling the beans a little bit. The scary path, I think, is uh, probably related to what they're going to do with these characters. And, uh, you know, talking about the mythology of fast to me, this gets me excited. Uh, it gets me excited to know that they're they're doing something with this thing that's going to be risky. That's going to take a risk. And whether that means certain characters will actually meet their end or, um, you know, uh, maybe just the path of how big of a, a movie they're going to do. Maybe it's scary financially. I don't know what that means for him to say scary other than there, there are going to be risks involved with Fast 11. And to me, this also just concretes the fact that Fast 11 is going to be the end. And, and that the trilogy that he was talking about, well, he was including the Rocks movie. Like, I think that's really what's what's going on here. Now, again, I don't believe for a second that Fast and Furious is going to just go out with Fast 11 and it'll be done forever. I think that it will still carry on because it's a, a well-known IP at this point. Uh, and honestly, one of the few franchises, like, think about that, 11 movies built not off a comic book, not off a novel, not off of some known IP, not a video game. They just made it. And like, sure, we all know that the original was a ripoff of Point Break. But at the end of the day, they they built this franchise. And what I get out of it is that 11 is going to be the end for Dom's story. And then they'll probably spin it off into some other spinoff. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But they'll definitely give it a shot. And that Hobbs movie fits in between these two, like Fast 10 and Fast 11, and is part of that trilogy that Vin Diesel was talking about right before Fast 10 came out. But that's my opinion. Let me know what you think about this. What, what do you think Vin Diesel means when he says a scary path as they go toward Fast uh, Part 2 of Fast 10, which I really hope they don't do that. Don't do that to us. So you've already made it really hard with the names. You know, like one one minute is Fast and Furious, next minute it's Fast something, and then like, don't do Fast Ten Part Two, please, please, just do Fast Eleven, Fast and Furious Eleven. Don't do the Fast and the Furious, the Faster and the Furiouser. I don't know, but uh, just don't do Fast Ten Part Two because we're all going to get super confused about that. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting. Let's let's talk about. Something else, you know, talking about IPs that, um, you know, are well known and some of the times with, with an IP, we're talking about video games, we're talking about comic books and, uh, there was a comparison made from Oliver Stone, uh, 
that was interesting. He he compared John Wick to a video game. And, uh, oh, I'm just realizing, I'm just realizing something as I'm live here uh, that I need to, I need to fix something real quick. There was a quote that I put in that I need to edit a little bit. Uh, so just give me one second. Sorry about this for anyone watching. Uh, just, I try to keep things PG <laughs> and I just realized I just copied and pasted and, uh, that would not have been PG. So let me, let me just edit this a little bit. Uh, or actually I'll go into here. I'll go into here. We'll take this in. And, uh, we got to put in a photo here. I'm just doing this on the fly. So insert a photo. Let's go with this. And we'll need to do this. And we'll do this. I'm so sorry. But I, I really try to keep this stuff PG. So I'm going to share that as a PNG. Seeing behind the scenes of how I make some of this stuff. Uh, let's go over here. I'll probably cut this out once I can actually edit it on YouTube. Uh, but sometimes you just got to you gotta fix things. And you got to make sure that stuff isn't going to offend everybody. <laughs> But, uh, let's see, is that done over here? Yes, it is. All right. So we are going to take, um, take a look at this and I'm going to drop this real quick. All right. We did it kind of, not really. We'll see. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So he, he was said as saying this on Collider, I saw John Wick 4 on the plane. Talk about volume. I think the film is disgusting beyond belief. Disgusting. I don't know what people are thinking. Maybe I was watching G.I. Joe when I was a kid. Keanu Reeves kills, what, three, four hundred people in the movie? And as a combat veteran, I got to tell you, no one of the, uh, not one of them is believable. I realize it's a movie, but it's become a video game more than a movie oh man so the shots shots fired pun intended i guess shots fired for john wick with uh oliver stone if you don't know oliver stone he's a uh, famous director uh jfk platoon um he knows his stuff especially when it comes to war films and um yeah it's this is this is pretty harsh now with this being said I think we got to actually take some of it seriously because we got to know, like, you know, sometimes with uh, some of these movies that we all love, there are things that kind of are not quite what uh, you would you would want as I'm trying to get this back up here too. man, all kinds of stuff going on today. Um. <sighs> Like there's, there's just some, some things that like, even though we love it, there are not always going to be people who adore these movies. And obviously Oliver Stone does not adore John Wick <laughs> and he watched it on the plane, which I can understand if you're watching on a very small screen, how some of this stuff would seem 
uh, repetitive and, um, you know, gratuitous, I think is the word that would probably fit there. Um, but at the same time, like, is John Wick a video game? Like, there, there are certainly aspects that would make you go like, of course, it's not believable. But so is like so much of the movies that we we watch and we love, you know, like even even things like let's go old school. It's a wonderful life. George Bailey. Is he a believable character? Have you ever met someone who's as charismatic and kind and generous as George Bailey? Like, I don't know. Like that that seems like kind of like way out there. But, you know, there's no guns involved. He's not some action hero. But he's a character that's uh, a little unbelievable. Now, with uh, with John Wick, it's unbelievable in a little bit different of a way. But that's movies. Like, so much of what happens is not believable. Uh, people who survive things, even in Platoon, there are things that happen to some of these soldiers that are just like, there's no way. There's no way that this person would survive. And we don't look at that and go like, oh, well, that's a video game movie. Well, it's a movie. And yes, there are things that are going to be exaggerated and things that you're just going to have to suspend belief, but that doesn't make it, you know, any less of a movie. So even though Oliver Stone knows what he's talking about, especially with more movies, I got to say, I completely disagree with his take on John Wick. Um, Now, is it a little bit over the top? Sure. And I do think that the way that John Wick is shot and everything, it's more it's more akin to a superhero movie than it is, you know, Platoon, you know, or, you know, Tears of the Sun or some some kind of war movie. Uh, it's closer. It's closer to Guardians of the Galaxy than it is to Platoon. But at the same time, you know, that's that's what movies are like. Not everything is meant to be as close to reality as possible. Some movies and a lot of times, even the movies that are serious with their character arcs for certain people, you have to suspend belief and you have to just say, I am being entertained right now. And that's what John Wick is. John Wick is a movie. It's not a video game, uh, even though there are certainly aspects of it that would make you be like, OK, this this wouldn't happen in real life. Could he fall from a building and get up and run away? No, no, that wouldn't happen. But so so is you could say the same thing for so many movies that people take as closer to reality or more grounded. And at the same time, it's a human story like John Wick, the first one, at least. And then I think I think the other ones, too. They all have a story arc for John. You know, he's he's a real person, even though things around him might seem like it's exaggerated and beyond belief. And you have to suspend that belief. You don't have to suspend that belief with who John Wick is as a person, you know, of losing his wife and going going for revenge. These are all believable things, and it's why we love John Wick. It's not just because you get cool action beats and uh, 20 minutes of him jousting in a car. <laughs> like, like, that stuff's cool and everything. But if that was the case, then, you know, Hardcore Henry would be the one that we all talk about. Or, you know, so many, so many different action movies that do similar things to John Wick, but they don't have the character. They don't have the heart that this movie, this franchise does. So I think it's a little unfair of Oliver Stone to be like, basically, you compare John Wick to my movies and, you know, it's 
basically a fairy tale. It's a video game. It's, it's nonsense. Like, no, it's just a different take on how things could happen. And yes, you do have to suspend belief, but that's the same thing that you do with a lot of different movies. Uh, so I, I'm curious though, what do you guys think? Do you, do you agree with Oliver Stone that it's just too much that, uh, John Wick shouldn't be compared to, you know, some of these great action movies because there's just too much action because there's like, he survives too much. Does it feel like a video game to you? Is that fair? Let me know what you think down in the comment section. I'd really want to hear what you have to say on it. Um, now, that's that's the end of the show, but I do have a little bit of an announcement. Uh, I'm going to be going live tonight. Live tonight. I know I've talked a lot about The Flash over the last couple of weeks, and some people might have gotten the wrong impression about that. Uh, the reason why I didn't go see The Flash opening weekend was because I wanted the opening weekend to be low so that Warner Brothers wouldn't even be tempted uh, to go and have Ezra Miller return. Uh, I can separate the art from the artist. I've seen that in a couple comments. Um, and I was willing to until Andy Muschietti came out and Warner brothers still was silent and all that kind of stuff. So I went and saw the flash last night after the box office was that awful. <laughs> and, uh, again, called it just saying, called it, called it, called it. All right. 56 million came out to 55.7 million. That was the actual. So I was $300,000 off. And so I just very surprised with myself, to be honest. Um, but I am going to be doing a spoiler stream, hopefully tonight, uh, talking about, you know, what I liked about the flash. Cause I did like a few things, uh, what I didn't like about the flash, which is actually quite a bit more. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll discuss all that stuff. The, the, the nitty gritty details of, uh, all the cameos, all that kind of stuff. So if you saw the flash and you want to talk about it tonight, I'm going to be doing a spoiler stream about it. So subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell to know exactly when that's going to be. I don't know, probably around 8 PM CST around that time. But again, uh, subscribe to the channel so you know exactly when that's going on, but I'll be back tomorrow for the daily reel. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me talking about these, this nerdy movie news. I want to say hi to right before we go to Mario saying, what's up Dean and who is the best Spider-Man of this, or who is the Spider-Man of this universe, uh, with, with Craven? Eh. I have zero idea. Is there a Spider-Man like, I don't know. What is Sony doing? Making all these movies about villains. And not having it connected to Spider-Man. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to do, you know, Sinister Six. But, I don't know. Uh, MJ, hey, man. Uh, so, when will this Sony villain verse gonna meet Spider-Man? Uh, I don't think ever. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't think they're ever going to meet. Uh, I'm I'm expecting Kraven the Hunter to not be the success that Venom was. And we'll see with Venom 3. But anyways, I will catch you guys tomorrow for another episode of The Daily Reel. And don't forget, tonight, spoiler stream for The Flash. See you then.